You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Well, we are back with more Real Presence Live. And not only are we back with more Real Presence Live, we are back with the great Father James Cheney of the Diocese of Fargo, celebrating 25 years as a priest. Good morning to you, Father. Thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me, Brad. God love you. How are you? Oh, fabulous. It's great to have you in studio, Father. Good to be here. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, so I know you well, and I'm grateful for that opportunity, but not everyone listening does know you well. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, sure. I was born in uh, Minneapolis. I was baptized in the faith uh, June 7th uh, by Father Lawrence Malley at the uh, St. Clements in Minneapolis. Happy belated uh, baptismal day. Yeah. And um, that's kind of where life began for us. We lived in the cities until 1976, about, and then my my uh, we bought a dad bought a dairy farm mm. about 90 miles east of here, and that's kind of where I grew up. I grew up uh, in Wolf Lake, Minnesota, okay, which is about uh, 17 miles east of uh, Frazee, mm-hmm. and graduated from Frazee High School, and then uh, came to uh, uh, NDSU, and then uh, eventually became a priest. So that's a short and sweet I mean. Awesome. Well, yeah. so um, let's go into that a little bit. So, you know, we got 25 years as a priest. How did how did that all start? How did you become a priest? Well, yeah. So it's such a such a, it's been, uh, so, it's such a long story. It's hard to condense, but uh, but I had some uh, some I, I what I would pres- uh, describe as unique prayer experiences when I was really young. At the time, I didn't think anything of it. Um, but, you know, now, you know, looking back 25 years on it, uh, there were a lot of things that um, happened. I think it, sort of a, uh, a grace that uh, I'm really grateful for was my mother's first communion hmm. um, and the transmission of the faith uh, through that, hmm. uh, I think, was really pivotal in terms of my vocation. Uh, I think that's when the potentiality of the vocation was, you know, kind of released into the universe, at least in my own <laughs> mind. I think that way anyway, you know, so just because of the uh, the Lord's uh, uh, relationship, or, or, um, what the Lord wants to accomplish with the gift of the Holy Eucharist, I mean, our, our whole, all of eternity and how we relate to the love of the Lord Jesus is wrapped up in the mystery of the Holy Eucharist, so everything comes back to that. So, um, so yeah, I was looking through these pictures, uh, and I saw a picture of my mom's first communion, and the Lord just gave me a grace. You know, that's where it all started for you, Channing. Mm. So, um, so that was, uh, you know, just in, through the years kind of discovering, you know, this, and looking at my life where things really began to work. Um, but then also my teenage years, I just, I got really in, in a couple of bad decisions just got in with the wrong crowd just was just uh like the party a lot and mm-hmm. i came to ndsu in the, in the fall of 82 and uh i had big dreams for my life i wanted to play football for the bison so i was a walk-on for the team there i used me as a tackling dummy <laughs> and then i wanted to fly jets for the air force uh you know I had all these big dreams but my first year of college was an unmitigated disaster oh. it was just a really hard time in my life i really felt alone and i just uh um, but it was good because it forced me to look for meaning in my life. I knew that had, God had something to do with that, and that's what brought me to the doors of the Newman Center where I'm privileged to serve today. Hmm. And I, I went to that Newman Center. I met Father Dale Kinsler, and he sent me on a tech retreat, and I just had a huge conversion experience hmm. there. And I, I just remember just being so thankful to discover the joy of the reality of the Lord Jesus and that, that initial retreat encounter with the Lord. Um, and then the Lord just began um, 
to you know um, take over. You know, mm. well, I, I wouldn't say take over, but he, I just began to experience a lot of transformative grace in my life. Mm. I started going to Kent, uh, confession. When I went to start going to confession, my life just began to radically change a lot. You know, so painful transitions, very difficult, hard, um, but at the same time, you know, these these you know, every time the Lord touches you, it seems like he, He'll touch you. It's like a forever touch. Mm. You know, it's it's uh, wrapped in the gift of love and joy, and it's permanent it's forever it's eternal you know so the way uh the way in which the lord moves as our sovereign uh of our lives is always uh you know majestic and and replete with uh um mystery enigma joy happiness mm. you know all the fruits of the spirit you know so i began to get really involved with the numa center over there it was uh i was this is so funny <laughs> you know at the time i was kind of a crazy young man you know i was a good but um they didn't think i was cut out to be a peer minister you know so uh but they they thought i could probably handle being a janitor there you know so <laughs> So I was great. living at the Newman Center there, and I was a janitor, um, and e- even that was a grace from my life. I remember being in this chapel, mopping the floor in the chapel there, and just, you know, just getting a grace, you know, taking care of the Lord's house, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then I also got involved with music ministry there, so, uh, you know, um, uh, and that was the best part of my whole week, you know? Mm. Uh, I remember I didn't have enough money for a guitar case. I bought this nice guitar, and... So I would take the sleeping bag off from my bed at Severinsen Hall at NDSU and put my guitar in there and <laughs> walk across the campus. I'd have to get the mass an hour early so my guitar could warm up, would hold a tune and stuff, you know. But it was the best part of my whole week. I would play mass there and then... The, um, I just began to, you know, uh, pray with people, mm. and um, and my life began to change. And the Lord eventually uh, laid the grace of the priesthood on my heart. I didn't, uh, I, well, first of all, just a, you know, just a profound sense of my own unworthiness. Mm. Um, uh, I think was a, an obstacle for me. Uh, another obstacle was I, I just I think coming out of the gate, you know, as a young man, I I really had a hard time. Um, you know, uh, believing in myself, you mm-hmm. know, so, uh, so those were a lot of, you know, formative obstacles, uh, maps, scripts, and tapes that um, I struggled with as a young man, but uh, the Lord's, the power of his transformative mercy uh, just was, you know, it's just, it was electric, you know, mm-hmm. and it just uh, was something that Continued to go on in my life, and I, 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 um, I could. And the other thing was, I just couldn't believe it. I had never thought about being a priest, and uh, uh, by this time, you know, the plan was I wanted to be a crop duster, you know. So, uh, so, um, I joined the Air Force. Yeah, yeah I was in, the, I was in the ROCC program there too. So, but yeah, so that's kind of where the initial um, push began. I, w- I went to Cardinal Minch for a couple of years. I went through Minch at its peak. I had a couple of you know, just tremendous teachers there mm-hmm. that Dr. Steve Snyder, just the best teacher I ever had. Of course, Monsignor Lollaberti, yeah, the best preacher in the Diocese of Fargo. Um, he was uh, he was amazing um, and just just really began to transform my mind wow. uh, with philosophy and scripture. And and then I eventually I, I went to uh, the Josephinum for my graduate work in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, began that journey. Um, and then I became a priest June third. I um, yeah, they so, called my name. I so when up. you were going through seminary, Father, was it a fairly consistent, smooth? 
path or were there, was there a lot of tumult in the way of knowing, is this the right thing? Is this not the right thing? What was that like for you? <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm the best seminary example, you oh. know, cause, because I, I was, uh, they had to invent the, a special program just to get me through, you know, it took, me, <laughs> it took me like seven years to get through a four-year program. You know, I took a sabbatical, I painted airplanes for a while. I just, I just went back and forth with the decision. I really struggled with it, you know, um, and then, uh, and then I did a pastoral year in Valley City, mm. you know, so I didn't get ordained until I was uh, uh, 31. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I tried to run from it. I tried to, you know, gosh, I was just, I, you know, I feel for the Lord because, you know, in so many different ways, I'm so difficult to work mm-hmm. with. You know, it's just, it's just <laughs> incredible, you know. But um, at the end of the day, I, I realized it was too important of a question to not be honest about. Uh, so I think that was my saving grace is that I really wanted to know. I, I uh, honestly, you know, if you're calling, uh, I'll go. You know, so I think that's I, I honestly I think that's a wonderful witness because I think one of the things that I've seen with the younger generation right now is a lot of times there's there can be a lot of anxiety over whether they're hearing God properly or not and so it can be um, you know like I, I don't know if I should go do this or I should go do that and and I think your story kind of witnesses the fact that God keeps pursuing us mm-hmm. like it's not ultimately about us just being smart enough. To kind of work it all out, right? We, we, as long as we're handing ourselves, our heart to Jesus, as long as we're handing our heart to Jesus, he's going to lead us where he wants us, right? I mean, even if you have to go off and paint airplanes for a year, something like that, that, that it's not like his vocation for us is not so fragile. Like one misstep is going to ruin it, right? I, I don't know. That's what I'm kind of getting out of what, what you're saying, Father. Yeah, no, I had a lot of missteps, you know, yeah. um, yeah. But, and you're a priest. Uh, you're still a priest. Yeah. I, you know, I can't believe it. You know, yeah. Even now, even 25 years yeah. in. Well, wow. well, we sure are grateful for you answering that call to the priesthood and, and your vocation. I know that, uh, you know, both our family and, uh, boy, several families that we know in the area, we're just all so grateful. And, and you should also tell us some of your favorite memories of being a priest. Yeah, um, I joined, uh, I went to Devil's Lake, my first assignment, it was so funny, uh, Bishop Sullivan, um, and I spent 18 months up there, I love Devil's Lake, it was a great community, there's so many great people up there, I mean, some people today that are still, you know, I was just up there this last week, hmm. and visiting uh, with some people that I had met uh, all those years ago, hmm. up in Devil's Lake, so... Um, I think it's one of the the, the, the diamonds of our diocese. Uh, that parish up there is a beautiful church. Of course, Father Wilhelm's doing just a knockout job yes. up there. To, and you know, he and I went to seminary together. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I spent two, 18 months in Devil's Lake. I wanted to join the military. I asked Bishop Sullivan three times if I could do that. And he said, no, you're not going to join the military, Chaney. Forget about it. You know, that's a really good impression of Bishop <laughs> yes, Sullivan. Yes, right? you nailed it. <laughs> so, Absolutely. And then 18 months into my priesthood, they sent me to Cooperstown. And then I, I was privileged to minister to three small parishes. Uh, parishes about 100 miles northwest of Fargo here. Mm. Uh, St. George, Cooperstown, Jesse, Annetta, uh, Sacred Heart, and uh, our Sacred Heart and Annetta. Yeah. Mm. And then uh, St. Lawrence and Jesse. 
60s. So, um, and then uh, the, I finally got permission from the bishop to uh, join the Navy Reserves. Mm. And so I was commissioned as a chaplain there in 98. And then I deployed a lot. And then I did a mm -hmm. uh, Kurdistan was, was great. You know, I did a, um, uh, some chaplaincy work and mm. I, um, I continued to do the, the whole flying thing. The Devil's Lake was great with the flying too. I got my instrument rating there with Danny Wakefield. And, and then... Uh, um, and then uh, I kind of got to a point, uh, I think I was in Guam in 2002, two, right at the height of the scandal on when that whole thing broke, mm. you know, and in Guam, they love Americans and they love priests, you know, it was just, and plus the scooby diving is really great, you know, so <laughs> I'm thinking I'm just going to stay here in Guam the rest of my life, you know, so, but anyway, I got back from Guam and I just had this interior angst in my heart and I knew long term that wasn't going to be a good result, mm. uh, so I asked the bishop for a full-time service in the military, the day before I met with Bishop Aquila, the uh, the Newman Center opened up, and I, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, wow, this is so cool. So anyway, uh, I went and met with a bishop, and he said, you're not going to join the military, Cheney, forget about it. And is that a pretty good invitation? <laughs> All of our bishops bishop sound exactly <laughs> the same. It's amazing. Your grace. You know? um, but then he, he did assign me to the Newman Center, um, and so I've been privileged. I was I was just elated uh, to, uh, to go back to the place where I received so much grace as a young man and be able to yeah. contribute to that. So I was assigned there in 2004. That sounds like a, an experience that's kind of uniquely priestly. Because, I mean, as a lay person, you don't go back to your hometown and become the parent of your family. You know, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the, uh, it, it's something that, that's such a, an odd dynamic from my perspective as a, as a layman to go back to the place where you were ministered to and to be able to minister in that same way. Um, to people that were that are in the shoes that you were in, you know that that sounds kind of incredible. I I think God had a plan in that, though. I mean, we know He did because mm. it's amazing what you can bring back to the college students after being there as a college student. You know, you walk the same you know paths that they have walked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I what happened uh, to me during my college experience was so transformative through the power of God's grace and the reality of of Jesus Christ. I, I kind of I just want that opportunity for every student to because they during the college experience that's when they decide for themselves. Oh, yeah. is going to lead God and direct them. What kind of person they're going to be? How they're going to make a contribution to the world? How they're going to make the world a better place? Those are the key questions of life, and yeah. that's it. All happens there. So. Well, and let's break those more. Let's break that more open when we come back from a break. Yep. Uh, we just want to thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to delve into those college students in the ministry there when we get back. today's crowded higher education field, there's one university whose quality and personal care stands out from the crowd, the University of Mary. The University of Mary offers truly affordable, flexible adult education because your success is our priority. Here, you matter, and we're with you every step of the way to make sure you succeed. Choose a university community that cares about you as a student for life. 
Discover us at online.umary.edu slash discovermary. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Do you desire to deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ? If so, Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota, invites you to register for a men's or women's Ignatian Silent Retreat in 2020. Every retreat is led by an experienced retreat director who will offer a series of points for prayer, inviting you to a personal encounter with Christ. For more information, you can call 605-263-1040 or visit broom-tree.org. I chose Mount Marty over at State School because of the small classroom sizes and because of the small faculty to student ratio. I want to be able to develop a relationship with my professors and not just be a number on the wall. Hello, my name is Mitchell Lahneman. I'm a junior at Mount Marty College and I'm originally from Adrian, Minnesota. You can really develop relationships with your professors and Mount Marty offers lots of opportunities such as leadership positions and different clubs and activities to participate in. Mount Marty College, experience the momentum. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hey there, welcome back. We are continuing on with our final segment of Real Presence Live. We are just overjoyed. We're, I mean, we're blessed to, to be able to be here to, to, I mean, it's a beautiful thing for all of us to be able to just reflect on our faith. And the treasure that we have in our faith, right? It, absolutely, and I think that's that's just such an incredible gift mm-hmm. that we've been blessed with, and and with all the hardships and things going on in the world, you know, our hope is in the Lord, and mm-hmm. we can tackle any of them and all of them as long as we stay close to Him. Yep. And and we're just so grateful that uh, Father James Cheney is with us, talking about his twenty five years as a priest as we get ready to celebrate that. Huge yeah. accomplishment. And uh, we were just talking about the ministry to the college students and how that kind of came back full circle for you being a college student at the NDSU Newman Center, St. Paul's Newman Center. And and how important uh, you see that ministry to college students being this such yeah. a pivotal time of their life, right? Right. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a real grace, um, not only for me. I mean, you both know you're mm-hmm. you're but you know, you always get more than what you give. Yeah. You know, it's just been a real privilege to work with so many just tremendous young people. It's uh, uh, what a gift, you know. So, yeah. but yeah, no campus ministry. Uh, the the nation we see a lot of t- uh, turmoil in the country now, um, and the uh, the the key to a democracy being able to to work is that the people have to be able to be self governed, and what that means is they have to they have to have a conscience mm-hmm. and. Uh, an informed conscience where the moral dictates and commands of their conscience will enable them to not only see the good, but yearn for it and, and work towards it. Um, and the the self-governing principle uh, that is uh, the, the guiding uh, light for, for many people is, is uh, the gift of our faith. Mm-hmm. And 
so what we see now with a lot of young uh, um, people as they transition out of the high school exp experience in, into college is uh, they, they have a lot of challenges uh, to, towards their faith, um, but uh, a program of personal discipleship, one-on-one -on -one friendships, uh, working with them, um, and, uh, and also just kind of, uh, uh, I, I would guess, an overarching philosophy of encounter, just mm -hmm. providing the different opportunities for the a young adult to encounter the reality of Jesus Christ, that's the game changer. Once they realize that Jesus is alive, he loves them, he has a plan for their life, everything changes. Yeah. You know? um, and I think that's probably the biggest thing I realized uh, as a young man or what happened to me, just so many transformative graces. And so, uh, so just to be able to work on a campus ministry platform to try to make that uh, to serve the students in that regard is 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 a high high privilege uh, for me as a priest. So um, it's just uh, it's just been a tremendous gift. Um, so so yeah, the NDSU Newman Center has been. Um, um, we started with uh, uh, I was assigned there in 2004. That's when we started with Focus. Uh, Focus is really a godsend to the life of the uh, church at this time in its history. A uh, very successful program, program of personal discipleship, uh, Bible studies, one-on-one um, -on -one relationships, the win-build-send model. Um, and it's also been able, it's also gifted us the real, um, ability to go uh, with deeper penetration on the campus. I know when I went to college, it was, you know, it, the Newman Center was still there, but uh, we didn't really have a lot going on mm -hmm. you know, in the campus. But now we've got, you know, 40, 50 Bible studies every week going, and they're all over the campus and stuff like that. So that just makes my, my heart so happy uh, yeah. to see that, you know, so... And then uh, the mind, body, soul approach to the uh, uh, formation of the pro, uh, uh, person. You know, we're working on a Catholic studies program there. Eventually, we want to get to the point to where a student can go to NDSU, get a minor in Catholic studies. Um, and right now, we're we're the first Newman Center in the country to offer the National Catholic Bioethics uh, awesome. uh, certification. So that uh, we sent eight, th eight students through that program uh, last year. Uh, we're hoping for twenty this year. Uh, it's a uh, it costs the Newman Center a lot uh, to put that program on, but uh, one of the things, you know, NDSU is a great university in a lot of different uh, regards. Uh, uh, a great uh, engineering college, uh, architecture, nursing, uh, pharmacy, and increasingly pre-med. We've made a huge strides in pharmacy. Uh, you know, we have the uh, new pharmacy building there uh, through El Devron. A lot of people made that happen. It's just the, the STEM building and stuff like that. So they made a lot of improvements to the campus there. But they weren't getting anything in ethics. Uh, mm -hmm. So... I mean, not not even the basics, you know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what is consent? End of life issues, you know. Yeah. Um, so, well, so want, we brought I'm... the ethics program there. So, so the the Catholic studies for the mind, the the body, the wellness uh, approach to the person, relationships, how not to marry a jerk and jerk out, uh, theology of the body, uh, decora, celebrating the giftedness of feminine genius, um, all all that stuff. Just getting people to uh, appreciate the, the the gift of who they are as created in the image and likeness of God. Um, the attraction between male and female is an imprint or a design of how God wants to love us. The basis for the theology of the body. So. So the mind, but in the soul, the sacramental economy, Eucharistic adoration, Bible studies, uh, uh, retreat opportunities, mission trips, uh, mm. uh, community service, uh, 
you know, it's just it, there's just huge opportunity for yeah. um, for leadership generation on the campus ministry platform there. And with all of those incredible ministries that you help to provide there, and with your leadership as their as their father, uh, it, it's so wonderful. But I'm sure you've had some hard challenges as you know in being a priest, and and I can't imagine that uh, the hardest one can't be this uh, building project. And yet it has to be so rewarding, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think every vocation is a, uh, has its challenges. Yes. Uh, the, the neat thing about the sacraments is they always lead us to the cross. Um, uh, uh, you know, keys to uh, uh, every day is a gift. Uh, you know, I get down on my knees in the morning before I, I head out. I thank God for the gift of life and uh, just pray for the grace to be a faithful servant, uh, a perfect friend, uh, on the, and, and the priest that he deserves in all things. So uh, I think the secret of the universe is to do the best you can with the time that you've been given for the glory of God. Um, and if you if you want to if you want to really accomplish the good, you 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 have to work hard. Um, uh, you, and you have to be relentless. Uh, you, you know, if if I would have, you know, you know, put everything on pause because of the first time I was insulted or the first time mm. that, you know, people are like, you can't do that or, you know, uh, oh, my gosh, uh, you know, my, my vision of a priest is every priest is perfect and you're not, you, you, you didn't do, you didn't genuflect properly one day. And so, I mean, that's just a, a ridiculous example. Mm. But I, I think, you know, in some ways people have kind of unrealistic expectations of priests and, um, but, you just do the best you can with it and put it in the hands of the Lord. And, uh, you know, it's uh, the, the grace of God is there over the long haul. And, I mean, when you look back on it, you know, it's uh, you can see it. And, um, and hopefully, you know, you can come before uh, the Lord um, and, you know, hear those great words in the gospel. Well done, good and faithful servant. You know, I mean, yeah. so uh, with freedom, I, I think, you know, this is an important concept today. I mean, freedom, with freedom comes responsibility, you know, so you, you, you've you been given time on the earth. So, I mean, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. You know, so. Well, Father, I, I want to say thank you for 25 years of faithful service, for being a father to so many of us, you know, I've I've certainly benefited from your fatherhood, uh, and I'm grateful for the generosity of life that you uh, have expressed and continue to express. Um, it, we are certainly blessed and built up by the yes that you said 25 years ago and, and prior to that. Um, so we're we're delighted to have you on. We're delighted to, at least on the radio right now, be able to celebrate your 25 years of, of priesthood. Great, yeah. No, we get a big celebration. Uh, if you want to come, bisoncatholic.org, uh, log in. And uh, we got a, a, a mass at the Mother Church of the Diocese and uh, a Meatzilla grill out. Mm. And I'll give a talk, Five Graces on a Journey to the Priesthood. And um, so, yeah, it'll be a great time. Awesome. Bisoncatholic.org. We'll check it out. Well, thank you for being on with us this morning, Father. Thanks for having me. God yeah, bless you guys. God Appreciate bless. all you do as well. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we've got Eli on the other side of the glass, and he has stuff to say. I sure do. Thanks, Brad. You know, we had a great show today, a lot of good guests. But we've got another great show coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. It'll be hosted by Monsignor Patrick Schumacher. He'll be coming to you from Fisher Industries in Dickinson, North Dakota. We'll start off the show visiting with Flo Freed of Fisher Industries about incorporating faith into business for nearly 40 years. Plus, plus hear from Bishop David Kagan and Sister Mary Joseph Campbell of the Diocese of Bismarck about 
about a new religious community in the Bismarck Diocese. And Katie Vidmar, Executive Director of Connect Medical Clinic, will talk about empowering confident decisions with sexual health needs. All this and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Sounds terrific. Yeah, it sure does. And we just want to thank our listeners for Mm -hmm. tuning in this morning. And it's just such a a humble privilege. I mean, it's just such a gift to be able to be on the air with you and and just share the good news that's going on. There's a lot of good. Yeah, it's a great great gift to, you know, throughout all of the things that we encounter culturally and, and, you know, from one day to the next, from one year to the next, to be able to have the opportunity to speak the Catholic um, perspective into right. all of that and to constantly be built up. I mean, who among us doesn't need to constantly be refreshed in the Lord? You know, we do that certainly through prayer. We do that through uh, fruitful conversations with other good Catholics, um, through those stories and witnesses that we hear, through the example of, of priests like Wonderful Father priests. Cheney, mm-hmm. 25 years of service. Um, it's just, it is a privilege that we are so um, constantly surrounded by God's providence, his presence, his blessings upon us all, right? Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully you've been filled with, uh, you know, the good news that God gives us so that you're prepared to go out and and, and be that light, be mm-hmm. his light uh, in the darkness that is is around. Yes, absolutely. Well, I just, again, want to thank everyone for listening in. I'm uh, thankful to God who gives us each breath, who loves us into being, um, I'm thankful for the witness of, of Father Cheney, and um, we do still have Father in the studio. I was wondering if, if Father might be willing to give us a final blessing to conclude the show. Wonderful. Uh, Heavenly Father, we come before you today and pray uh, your blessings uh, upon all the listeners and um, the Catholic Radio Network, at which we're thankful for. May the Lord be with you to protect you, guide you, give you strength, watch over you, and keep you in his care, and bless you with his peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. St. John the Baptist, pray, pray for us. St. Padre Pio, pray for us. St. Edith Stein, pray for us. St. Paul, I pray for pray us. St. John Henry Newman, <laughs> pray for us. God, God bless you all. <laughs> <We'll see> you. <laughs> This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.